So you run the show at seven with their entertainment. I am their um, resident DJ. I do Fridays and Saturdays. How is it? It's incredible. It's it's very very special place because I get to work with lots of entertainers of all backgrounds, and the people that go there are of all ethnicities, all backgrounds, and the traditional style of music that we play here in the States just isn't going to cut it for that big celebration where, where people go to celebrate. Right. It's, it's really, it's really, really, really special to me to see people who I can't even speak to them in their language. I don't know what the song is saying, really? but you can just tell that that song means something to them. It's a, it's that you get like a burst of, of, of happiness from, from all family in town or visiting or living it, it i mean it could be anything but just actually touching music that is more on that continent and doesn't really like travel to the states to see people pop up and get and celebrate is it's, it's deeper than um the feeling that i used to get just by doing by playing the the common music in the states that we all know and we can go to a bar in here right yeah. It's like a whole nother level. I saw your post on Instagram that said um, you're collecting music from 10 different countries. <laughs> it feels like it was more than that. And even more specific in particular regions of the world. Um, you know. Have you been able to put together? Is it for maybe a set that you're building or is it now you're building no, up it, your library? It's for the people that I play for. Okay. These are songs that they ask me and I'm not, there, there's like a tear between DJs. Some don't take requests. They, they, they got it apparently. And then there's guys like me who I always at least listen. I'm, 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 I'm always going to take your request, but that doesn't mean I'm going to honor it. Right. Okay. I really listen to what they're asking for. And it lets me know, even if, if I have a hard time reading the crowd, if th that's like them giving me the answer, right? So I start using that and I try to connect the dots and that's how I pull together. But one thing about Seven that I really admire is um, just the whole, the whole show because it requires a lot of talented individuals to think this through and to execute it, right? It's, it's a very special place to come and celebrate a very, very memorable birthday that you'll probably remember for the rest of your life. Uh, uh, easy. So aside from Seven, you're also doing the Trash Panda Dame Disco. Dame Disco is... Dame Disco. Yes, yeah. I had okay. to put the little Latin touch into it. Um, so we're doing a 2024 reboot. And basically, that's me breaking away from uh, the traditional style of music that I play in general and just play what I want to play. And, okay. And... and you know, it's actually a very, you know, obviously it's in the name, it's disco. But I think in the last three years after, you know, everything kind of came to a stop, I realized I want to be happy, right? I don't want to be aggressive. I don't want to be angry. I, I, I value still being here and getting to do this every day. Let's play something happier. Let's, let's, um, let's lift spirits, right? Let's not, you know, find ourselves in, um, actors and stuff like that like i try not to do, you know, <laughs> not knocking it because i've been there but it's just like you know i want i want everything to be on a positive note i want people to leave positive yeah. as well you know the afters have such a dark heavy vibe to it i think in the 
scene in the music scene that we're in especially edm it's such a um common thing to get i think i think most people go through a phase where they get sucked into like going to the afters and yeah and and, and that's ex that's exactly what it is it's I, you know one thing about music and being out is what i've realized everybody has their reasons for their for going out whether they're celebrating and they're, they're legit happy or they're sad and they're trying to find a sense of community that's that will accept them in a yeah. fun way i mean a lot of people look at clubs as a place of of um sin or that bad things happen and it's, yeah. it's not always like that but that that just as just as um prevalent as the activity in clubs is it happens on the streets in, in our neighborhoods so to you know put these people in a category they're lost souls i mean at times we are but you know what as long as we um you know if we we get to a better place and we have to go through that i mean it's better there than on the streets right for sure be in a club and just be out of it you know what i mean yeah there that's why with music it's I love the music industry. There is a negative side to it, but I always love when I meet a person in the music industry that is passionate, as is as passionate as I am, and they're not like completely sucked into the negative parts of it. Which is crazy about yourself. You never once ever said, hey, here's my song, or hey, here it is. <laughs> and it's been, what, two years? Yeah. And so... <laughs> I, I, um, I put it on the other day, one of your songs. And then I, I was like, man, this is very catchy. Like the music industry side of me was like, mm, this is, this is actually really, really well produced. This really? Is, like, yeah. Johnny, he did amazing. Yeah, he, I, like I just couldn't get over, like, he just did things a certain way that he, he's, he like, he got that formula that separates, um, a normal song to an extraordinary song. Right. He's definitely talented. He's very talented. I listened to that song. I, I don't know how many times because I couldn't get over the hook, right? How catchy <laughs> it was, but there's a science to that. And I know that because Johnny told me about that. And just like there's a science to rocking crowds, there's a science to, to making great music, to right? To writing a hook. Yeah, the repetitiveness of it. And, and I just was admiring it. And so I, I'm not sure what happened with with my play counts. I think I shifted multiple Apple accounts midway, but I did play your song a lot and i was like that's cool you came up number seven and that's the funny awesome. thing is is you never asked me to play it you never said hey <laughs> is any you know like you talked to me like it was just you and i how we're talking now nothing about hey i got this song i'm trying to yeah which is the opposite from what 90 percent people will do but at the same time i actually you know respect that a lot because you weren't trying to hustle it was more of on a friendship connection yeah. with the rest of the friends like it was natural so I, I appreciate that like there's not enough of that thank you mm -hmm. I think I I value relationships with people a lot more than seeing what I can get out of them because I genuinely enjoy being surrounded with like-minded people that also value right. the same things as I do and I think that matters a lot more than like seeing if someone will play my song or seeing if someone will like do something for me for free or yeah that's that's the thing with artists especially in clubs they try to go to a dj and uh you know ask for somebody to play the song and expect the dj to go you know what yeah i'm gonna take a gamble because <laughs> nobody probably so I've knows i've never it. heard it before i'm gonna go ahead and take a gamble at 1 a.m 
you know, it's going to take some motivation, right? Uh, that or, or you just have to build a relationship with that DJ, you know, go have some shots and, you know, find a connection. Hey, you guys like to fish. Okay. You talk about that after the gig, just real quick, five minutes, but that every couple of months, that conversation turns into a meaningful relationship. That's, you know, how an artist can get a, a DJ to play stuff and not have to try to hustle or come on, man, let me give you 200 bucks yeah. right now. And it's like, you know, there's ways of doing it, you know, naturally too. The thing is, is that people don't really practice it that much. It's crazy because when I was, you know, um, 15 years ago, starting trying to learn the game, I was hanging around people that were, you know, 10 years older than me in the industry and watching what they did and hanging around it and just being a fly on the wall, right? And Was that a common thing? It doesn't feel like it anymore. People don't stay very long. They don't like the younger generation uh -huh. they just don't hang out long enough they don't watch and observe long enough to see game you know that that, yeah. that i got that i got put on by watching you know like okay. it's just kind of like youtube-ish you maybe i just go look it up on youtube or oh. you know or you're right. Yeah. People are like, I'd rather learn from a stranger on YouTube than go into my community and ask That's to right. shadow them for a and night. And not only that, but when you build those relationships with, you know, th those those guys, they see that you, you know, you might be ready for that or, you know, they need to help because somebody needs to be covered. Somebody isn't going to be able to DJ that night or they got a call. They can't do it, but they're willing to pass it to somebody. You have to be ready to execute that. Right. And if you just don't come out or don't associate with your community you're not going to be able to play for your community you know what i mean yeah you have to just literally just you know hang out Show with them yeah, yeah yeah that's all it is because nobody showed me techniques or um you know how to scratch on vinyl i'm not even the best scratcher that's why i don't scratch publicly but <laughs> but i mean just you just gotta be present in your community right yeah but it's tough because um I'm sure there's people in your community that you don't want to be around, right? But that they're there, right? So that kind of makes it like, I don't <laughs> want to be here, but I'm, I don't know. That's how I see it. Sometimes yeah. I step out. Yeah, it depends. And I think for me, it's filtering out the people that are serious about what they're doing versus someone that just sees it as a fun, True. trendy thing. Because I think everyone has thought aspired about being a dj it's such a right. cool it's, it thing it seems fun right and and what's crazy check this i'm not going to tell you venues or who but what i've noticed is and this is personal experience the uh, the wealthy are you know friends with people who own venues or they have a friend of a friend they're trying to get their kids and i'm talking oh. about under 18 <laughs> to to get into these venues oh wow and, but they're but you know they're like you know they're there's like putting them in there right yeah um there's nothing wrong with that because at some point everybody has their journey but what i realized before it wasn't ever a glorious thing that like the rich kids wanted to do and they were taking mm. it very serious right and now it's parents are like pulling some strings and rubbing some you know uh rubbing, rubbing elbows you know to try to get their 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 kids in in this in the like rotation or just get them some experience but you know, I don't know. That is crazy because it started off as a very underground, not glamorous thing. Yeah, it's a bunch of nerds. Uh, I saw a picture the other day from like <laughs> the 80s. And it's like a dude with a bald spot, big old glasses with his <laughs> shirt tucked in like dweebs, right? Yeah. That's all, all All DJs are like dweebs that are dressed up in a little bit better clothing. Okay. <laughs> but that's a lot of them are nerdy still. Yeah. But, but yeah, now it's, 
like you know very uh, about your image your persona yeah man it's 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 weird because when i started which makes it sound like i've been for a while we were always kind of tucked away in a corner or in a good perching area like a good area to watch but like we weren't on stage you were in the center of attention it, it that was awkward for me one time um that for uh opening up for dj khaled and jeezy i saw that super bowl weekend i have only have a snap of it but it, the club opened at 10 uh, the, there was a line at nine for me to like sound check they were waiting and what was weird about this is that uh i've been on stage countless times at clubs but this time they were looking at me and they were just like exactly who is this guy well yeah and then it's just like do i how do i like you know um keep them from like not getting bored other than just playing music and i'm like well there's that's all you're supposed to do right was it a set that did you get to pick the music or did they give you a guide so here's what's crazy with with that i only had a day to prepare I only had a day notice that I was going to DJ for DJ Khaled and Jeezy. Day That's notice. crazy. And then um, on top of that, I was told 30 minutes or an hour, which I was like, fine. Because I think I believe DJ Quiz, which is Jeezy's DJ, was going to open. And then DJ Nasty, which is Khaled's DJ, would finish out while Khaled performs. Well, uh, 1030 came by and I'm like looking for the promoter. Uh, he's actually from, I believe, San Francisco. He's not even from Houston, but he's a role, really well-known DJ, OG, Trevor Simpson, if you know who that is. Um, 11 comes, and I'm like, well, I had my like set, more or less. I knew how it was going to you know, play, mo- uh-huh. more or less, okay? I'm not going to go one by one and, and stick to it. I-, I read the room, and I make adjustments, right? Okay. But... um. 12.30 comes, and I'm, like, looking at my friends. They're over there partying. I'm talking about all my friends showed up without me calling them. That was funny that day. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> they all showed up, and they're sitting on the side having bottles and stuff, living it up. And I was like, cool, this is cool. Everybody, everybody's here. Got, uh, you know, 20 of the people that I always see, they're there. And then I'm playing to our show, and, like, now it's starting to – I mean, I have no choice but to, you know, go a little harder with it. Quiz gets there at, like, 12.45. And I'm like, is DJ Khaled even going to show up? Because he wow. had two shows happening at the same, between 10 and 2. So oh, wow. I'm like, man, it was a, one of those scam events or something. <laughs> Second guessing I've it. heard of those. It's 1.15 and then nothing, right? And 1.30, he shows up. Wow. So, but but I ended up playing, what, so like two hours. Oh, wow. Yeah. It was nerve wracking because they're just staring at you. And they weren't dancing? No. Isn't it different when like it's concerts and yeah. they're there to see the... Yeah because that's what that was it wasn't a club show it was a concert type crowd Uh setting as well even though it was a club it was just they're not used to that type of like and i wasn't either i went to a show and same thing i couldn't believe i was like oh this is a different this is like more like obviously rock style like you know you play music in the background while you know the next act is about to come on and i wasn't used to that i was just used to 10 to twos it's just something's going you know like yeah. and it's going at, a, at the right volume like so that that was like a little trip for me but you know i, I respect it it's actually a lot more peaceful than really it's gotta be way more peaceful than so you're not responsible for their for the energy exactly that's I, a lot of pressure i know they like kick some djs out if they don't get the crowd going it's not that they kick them out it's just we all work we all work as um 
we all work independently and at any time our our time with that with that venue can be over right just for any reason whatsoever as well it could be uh because you have a friend who's you know finally just moved back from whatever and wants to you know get involved and then it's like well hey um they start just just making transitional switches between people it, it could be your skill it could be your energy it could be that you know you're just the, the wrong music the wrong setting right so um I, I, forgive me because we just got off track a little bit right but um just holding the, the the weight of of energy because there's thousands of dollars being made right and yeah. if if your energy is off there's not a there's not a, there's not a lot of longevity in that right you have to really be spot on for yeah. for the room that you're playing so what about for travis scott i know you How fun. you opened yeah. up for travis scott right yeah 2014 um i had heard his name and stuff but when he came on stage the first time it was at limelight and it was thursday night and he was hanging out with Kirko Bangs. And here's this guy just jumping around on stage. Exactly how you see him jumping around on stage now. Mm -hmm. Okay. So nothing's changed about that <laughs> energy. Okay. And when he came up to me, I think that's the like the the the, the most memorable handshake I've had because it was like a what's up? <laughs> like he hadn't seen me in felt like 10 years, right? <laughs> and he's like, Yeah, let's go, let's go. And he was just like talking almost to himself hyping himself up next to me and and i was like man this guy's like intense but then he was wow. just wilding out on stage this is back when um mama cita was out okay well then and then kirko kirko came back to the club for his cd release party a uh, different venue a couple months later or later on that year and travis came in 140 no like 140 and cheddar the connect was there t wayne was there uh i'm sure there's a lot of other people there it was very crowded you, we had a lot of people there and then they said well travis just pulled up he just he walked into the back door he's in that section right behind you and just my buddy jesse he's do, doing the lights uh he's like oh shit like like he's like freaking out because this is this is a big one right <laughs> mama seat is out it's it's just like a couple of weeks old we kind of know okay so i you know i typed it in as the last song of the night when i played it i heard a like a yes like like a, a very loud yes and i turned behind me and it was him he was excited <laughs> but he didn't ask for it yeah. but he was just so like genuinely happy that the dj played his stuff like, that's dope yeah that was cool so just as, just to be able to do that before you know he pops off where he's at now awesome awesome story i, I have i can't even i can't even really it, it, to explain to you the room how it felt to be there that night uh, it would take me like 30 minutes but i remember so much <laughs> about it it was crazy that's sick. Yeah. I see you're in a lot of green rooms, though. You've been, yeah. you've met a lot of really cool people. I'm sure you've had some cool experiences. Yeah, um, my my line of work, I've been fortunate enough to be some of the few that have been asked to go meet with some of these artists, just talk music with them, or talk about their record, whatever they want to talk about. And um, it's really it took it takes me time to reflect to really stop and reflect and go back and look and i go man I, actually we, we talked about something here we sat down had dinner here you, you know i figured out why some of these songs don't ever come out in the music industry these huge songs that exist that just they don't come out right and and, and it just little little conversations mult like just having them with different artists of different genres it's 
uh, it, it's it's something very personal to me. I, and I, I'm so thankful that I get the opportunity to pick their brains. It's different when you when you sit eye to eye with somebody and you just talk to them about music versus watching you know yeah the audio or li- i mean or watching or listening right for sure and then you i know you had a podcast at one point yeah so you interviewed so, yeah so i i have my channel basically um and it's on google podcast it's on amazon and apple right and it's just mixes that i put together of music that i like i don't try to do any kind of triggery or move fast i want people to, to, to fully embrace a song and find their songs that they like right so nice. so when i get music I try to put it out consistently about a month, once a month, but, um, you know, I've been very busy with the holidays, right. With, with, you know, music now what's the biggest problem with me is trying to label it. So, you know, what you're getting when you're going to listen to me, because I literally love so much music. I want to make mixes to, I do make mixes. I keep them for myself. (laughs) I, I just, I don't know how to just let you know, like, Hey, I got something for you. Cause it's just such a wide how so I'm, yeah. I, I, the biggest issue I've had is naming it or are we going to go in a series or we're we just going to do one off mixes are we going to put them out quarterly um because the music that I do play it, it's actually it's funny I told somebody the other day I don't make those mixes for people I make them for myself and then I just share them with you right yeah but I, I it's actually true because I make a bunch of them and I only like let you have one or two Okay. Of what I like, what I think is really good to put out, you know. How would you describe your sound? I know you're, you have a very wide range of. Yeah. So it, to put me in a category, you're gonna put me under the open format DJ, true open format DJ. I mean, okay. I, can, I can play anything. Now it just it the palette's expanded even wider. But what do I like to play? Um, disco for sure, disco house. What else? That's what your trash panda parties are. Yeah. No, yeah, that's and that's the whole thing is it's supposed to play be something you can't really find in Houston. As a matter of fact, I couldn't find exactly what I'm doing musically. So when's the next one? 2024. Well, actually, that's next month, right? <laughs> okay. So it, we haven't set a date for it, and um, so we have a lot of interesting things coming up. You know, one of the biggest things that um we're proud of with Dama Disco is that we brought in Kinjo and. It was. It's just me and and Trash Panda, which to bring him out, which it, you're a ba- you you know you know bass music. He is an absolute OG. I mean, there's 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 um he goes down in a certain like class of DJs. That is just my hats off, right? So for me to be able to to get him to come to my disco party, it weird things happened as far as what are the odds that. I would have gone and made up with him in Denver. We just have lunch. And he told me, Hey, I'm starting to make disco music. Oh, wow. While at the same time, <laughs> I'm like, I want to do a disco party. I, I, we had no idea that, you know, I, was, I thought I was meeting with grand theft and then he's just, I have another project and then here's some of the songs. And I'm like, wow, this is great. So That's it kind of awesome. let, yeah, this, this let me know that I was, I think in, in tune with where things were kind of going. Yeah. And I, I remember talking to you two years ago and you were saying disco yeah, is the next thing. It, it definitely plateaued, but you know, we have um, a big emergence in Afro house, Latin Afro house, Afro, yeah. Afro beats in general is, yeah. is, is, is it right. But and that kind of came in very quick and it's, it's here and it's yeah. not going away, but disco is actually, it's, it's actually really kicking back and it's it's just nice because it's happy music you know it's 
it's um it's fine that's for sure so dami disco is supposed to be completely different from a club it's supposed to just be come in whatever you want however you want whoever you are and and just you know have fun with the music you know and, and so the way i structure my party musically is i play a half and this isn't like a, an exact number but just like half of it will be actual new disco and disco house that's doesn't have very wor very much words to it they're very unknown producers they're very okay. right and then Love the other that. half is like remixes of songs we all know right that's okay. how I, that's how i pulled the two together because too many times i was going to it's too cheesy like it's like cheesy beyond like fun it's just like a train wreck and then <laughs> the other one was too serious um too obscure it's vinyl night and, and I, don't get me wrong i respect it all but it was just too purist for for it to be a party fun you know what okay. i mean like so i wanted it to be like fun for Too and nerdy. respectable for both yeah yeah <laughs> so that's the whole concept of it and i'm looking forward to try to bring in some more djs trying to you know go bigger it's literally not i'm not in a race to get this party to be intense or crazy it's gonna grow how it's gonna grow and i'm yeah. okay with that because it's it's just it's a it's a for fun project but that's actually where all the love goes right musically yeah, that's but, the best thing you can do is take your time and give it room to breathe yeah, yeah. and take its course when you're an artist or yeah like i think creative there's there's no pressure to grow to to hit a certain number to to do this um certain head count it, it, it was never that you know yeah so it's and that's the whole goal but i learned that by actually inter interviewing destructo and he mentioned yeah, I watched that it, or I heard that. Yeah, yeah, we had we had technical issues. It happens all the time. When um if you listen at the end of that, he talks about because he he a lot of people and that's what I love about the guy. A lot of people don't know how deep and powerful, and I mean it in like a positive way, he is with dance music as a whole. Like the fact that he created, you know, the idea of cruise ships and raves going to a, you know, uh, wow. going out to an island oh yeah because he's working on hard i'm sorry hard too the hard okay. festival yeah that's like you know very respectable that he sold all that and then that's he just awesome. started all my friends but what he told me is, is just like he's if it's not for fun if it's then it comes out badly it's just it's got to be sure. it's got to be fun and that's what his events are it's just got to be fun because you know it's like it's too corporate now it's like yeah we, we you know we're not having fun anymore you know you go to these festivals ask yourself let's be real <laughs> Ten, i mean it's very commercialized now right yeah it's very for sure you know sometimes i want my ears ringing the next day you know i'm okay <laughs> with you know some subwoofers like rattling my organs a little bit but now it's it's very very it's very closed off as uh -huh. far as the experience it's, it's very um mainstream yeah well there's there's still a lot of festivals that happen with a lot of you know regional names or not so mainstream but a lot of times they're just trying to pound these artists in there and but the, i don't know something's missing with that i think with the exception of insomniac really yeah it's just it's really the energy the people that go there you know yeah that too the production that goes into it it really it really shows and people's reactions that's one thing um that venues the people don't subconsciously really realize but venues uh with their sound okay how what an effect it has on you right the quality of it so i, I went to a venue just this other day and it, from outside it was hurting my ears 
Oh, really? Right? And it was probably at 90 decibels, 95. But it was the frequency that was really bad. And I knew those were, you know, $200 speakers, about 15 of them mounted on the roof, right? Wow. (laughs) But people don't realize, and I've told this with multiple owners, they always say, I want it loud in here, or I want it to be louder. Like, you don't want necessarily loud. You want quality. Yeah. Right? Because for sure. You go to, you know, you go to anything that, that Tim Hannon's put together, Spire, Clay Hart, um, Kiss, all those stuff that they're when that music hits, it has an impact, but they it can uh people can still have a conversation how we're having at the distance we're having. Oh. But you actually can feel it. You you know, it, nothing hurts your ears. Yeah. You know, playing on that, I tell I tell Tim Hannon all the time, I said, playing on that void system was the first time I've turned it up as loud as I've ever could on a system like that and my ears didn't hurt the next day wow. like the monitors i don't know if you've ever seen them at spire the red ones they're about they're, they're no. like seven thousand dollars each right i haven't but been to spire in a while it's been a while right it's been years since i played there right but that red room the rock room those speakers the way that it they, that hit in the dj booth nice that like my ears never hurt you know and so the thing is, is that people know that and when on the dance floor, they, they recognize that and then, or they, they can't talk to their friends. They leave. Yeah. It's a subconscious action. Huh. Like you just get out of it. You're, you know, so, so many times people don't realize that, you know, um, sound quality as far as, you know, the frequency range, like yeah. you really can cost yourself a lot of money, but That's then, but guess so who gets, the, but who gets the trouble for it is the DJ. Of course. Because, yeah. but you, you you know, you can only do with what you have in there. You know, you're not bringing your system every day. Yeah, for sure. Don't be a DJ. <laughs> do you wear earplugs? I'm about to start actually because I went to a show and I got like a little woozy while I was standing. Oh. And I was like, yeah, the last time that happened, I was on stage at Limelight and I, I was hearing weird like ringing oh noises at different pitches for like three weeks. And oh my God. Yeah. So I'm scared a little bit, but I am going to get my hearing checked so I can figure out where I'm at. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's been about 10 years since I've had them checked. It's crazy. It is scary. I've like sometimes my ears always hurt. My ears are really sensitive, so I have to wear earplugs out. You should. And and I'm like I said, I'm about to because once it's gone, it's gone. And I don't know if you've seen earplug prices, but they are not the business. <sighs> yeah. Like, no, no, it's not cheap. Yeah. <laughs> Like, like it's already going to be tough for a lot of people to have extra money. Not that kind of money. It's you got to take care of your hearing. Yeah, it's scary. Going back to your podcast with Destructo, is that something that you do often? I haven't seen yeah, it so, from you, but I would want to yeah, see more. I, I would like to. The, the problem is with that at first when you start, right? Um, You can ask for, you know, an interview with people, but they're like, what are you doing right so getting started is the tough part yeah and i've also i've just had so much on my plate but i wonder what type of people am i going to interview does it have to just be music and the the half of part of me says no i want to know about all kinds of people who are creative and what they do yeah right the other half is like the business part where i'm like i need to stick to either just talk to djs to one niche yes I'm all this, over the that's place. That's the internal right now. battle. Yeah. Well, just how you said you need to do something because you enjoy to do it and to give it that room to grow. And so I had that realization with my podcast where I was only interviewing entrepreneurs and creatives. And I still kind of am, but I used to be really focused on do they have a following? Are people 
do people care about what they have to say right um so i would target these bigger artists but then they would end up yeah (laughs) i interviewed little texas i interviewed jco um but then they wouldn't share it and it would make me really sad yeah because i like put all this time and and you're and you're and you have so many angles that that help people understand who they are and they don't yeah, I understand. Like, I really did my research. Yeah. I really cared about, you know, asking good questions, and then they don't even share it. So, right. It kind of hurts. And I, I, I get it. Yeah. I get it if maybe they have some sort of like management or PR where they can't, but it's crazy to me. And people have <laughs> no idea how much of these weird things that we're talking about. I think it's weird, right? That you're, you know, to me, it's like, what well, were the questions good? okay they were did you make did you bring out did you like let me highlight some important things about my life or my brand hell yeah put it out there maybe i can connect with somebody else that i wasn't connected to now right but no it's just so many little weird blockages in the music industry that prevent things like that from happening and it could just be simply they missed the look or they didn't check their social media it's very possible to be yeah, fair, but could not checked his notifications. You know, or or, or the manager had the phone that day. It was a crazy day. You're moving to two cities and you're in between a shuttle. And I mean, it, but still, yeah, it, it's frustrating. I know. Yeah, I know. and uh, like, I mean, we went into his hotel room. He gave me his phone number. Like, I have a cell phone. We were in his hotel room. Like, it felt very homey. It felt like okay, we're building a connection because I also brought up a lot of stuff that people didn't know about him he went to berkeley college of music and he studied classical music which is awesome because now he plays that's like that's the finest school you can go to for music right yeah Yeah. now he plays really heavy hard style that people would probably listen to that and be like this guy doesn't have a classical music degree he he shows up to the dinner and uh the thanksgiving dinner just gets on the keyboard and just yeah classical music yeah like adam does oh my gosh oh yeah um, but little texas's branding is so good here's what's crazy i liked his older stuff because it was kind of like in the 140 tempo and then he just started getting really 200. out of there which i'm not mad at because i watch it and i send it to all my friends and i'm like let's go see this guy like he i i just want to see it was a really good show um everyone just had so much energy like yeah. everyone is just moshing like, i just think of like you know my kids just after digging like 12 mountain dews <laughs> just ready to just jump on the sofas like no yeah but but you know when i i feel like whenever i get a chance to go to a, a show a, a, a festival that he's playing i definitely want to go because it's it's different right the energy it's and it, it's great i don't know how do you i still i i'm watching the videos i don't know what happens at 300 bpm i just it's a glitch <laughs> you know yeah. it's just like a glitch it's like a strobe light i don't know how this guy does it he's just he's out there pumping and i'm like dude does he does he does he stop during like or after the drop or does he just 300 bpm the whole day <laughs> i think so in the show that i saw i think this was like four years ago he he's he has a stopping point i think it was like 200 something bpm <laughs> at that point 200 <laughs> And he would build up the whole show would be like he would start around like 100 and then there would be like a switch where he would be like, we're turning up. And then he would go up a notch and then like towards the middle end of the show is when he would hit the 200 BPM. That'd be like the climax of the show. You know, I I need stuff like that because if you stay at the same tempo for an hour and a half, we're going to have problems. (laughs) Like it's just. I'm going to be seeing things. (laughs) 
there's only one exception to that that I think it was like Chris Lorenzo. That, that dude kept it the same speed, but every song was a banger, okay. like a banger, banger. I was like, yes, keep keep it, keep nice. it going. So, but you've you've seen, you've been around artists, you've been behind the scenes, like, and I mean behind the scenes, as you say, you go to the room. Sometimes, like, I, we interviewed Aoki. Well, I didn't. My my you uh, did? no no my buddy did. Okay. He, I was kind of off associated with 95.7 at the time. Okay. But I was really cool with uh, Caden, which was the, the uh, on-air personality, and he had a you know, dance station on AC2. Nice. He wrote him and uh, his management, he's, he knew somebody. He got that interview, but we did it in the lobby. Like, he's nice. like half awake. I mean, you see, the, <laughs> but you see yeah. these kinds of things. He had just landed at 9.30, had its pillow in his hand, and, wow. the, and the rest of his crew went to go take a shower, and he was on stage at 12.30 and then left Houston. You wow. see these kind of things, like, you see like yeah. how crazy it is right jco's interview was also in his hotel room yeah it could be like it's just so intimate about to just change because they have like one hour you know yeah exactly it's crazy when you when you when you link up with an artist and you realize hey it, it's just me and the artist or me and like five other people yeah this is this is this is when you sit down you're like whoa you know as i'm sitting down with <laughs> i have a funny story to tell you um for example, DJ Rehab, we had dinner. Uh, so I get a text probably a couple days before Valentine's Day. I said, hey, Rehab is playing that show Sunday. Do you guys want to have lunch with him? And uh, he texts um, the, the the label rep texted uh, my, the whole radio team that were on 95.7. We said, yeah, with the exception of one, he had, a, he had a gig he had to do. So we looked at the times that we were going to do it. And I go, man this was back when I had this girl I was dating and she's been really mean to me. Right. And I was like, man, am I going to go have dinner with the number 14 DJ in the world? Or am I going to take her to dinner? Is it really 14? At the time he was number 14 in the world ranked. Right. Isn't that like kind of, okay. I guess that's good in the world, but I would hate if I was a DJ and someone came up to me and was like, Hey, you're number 14. (laughs) Yeah. Right. No, I mean, I guess it's, it comes with the territory, right? You're going to be running for, you know, the biggest names in the world, you got it. It's only one person that's going to be that. Right. So yeah, that's awesome. But uh, so she wanted you to take her to dinner. Oh yeah. And you had this interview. And I thought to myself, am I going to be with this woman forever? Much longer. Oh, the answer was no, by the way, but my choice too. All right. So I just, I I said, you know what, when was the last time somebody asked you if you want to go have dinner with one of the world's largest DJs? Yeah. Literally like the, and you didn't want to bring her. No, <laughs> like, nobody no. brought their spouses, you know. But oh, I mean, okay. I'm sure you could have. But nah. Yeah. Like, we're gonna sit down. It's, it's all, we're gonna talk music and <laughs> and so yeah, that was the that was kind of like the last of that relationship too. But I mean, what do you do, right? It wouldn't have lasted. Much but those are the kind anyway. of those are the kind of experiences that you you really get a lot to learn about the music industry as a whole because they tell you these things that are going on and it's it's really eye opening really eye-opening what was your connection to dylan francis because i know we didn't we sit on a call oh yeah so during uh the the, you know the big old uh shutdown right um a lot of artists stopped moving right they couldn't go anywhere so they're just sitting at the house with laptops and you know normally when artists comes to your town the label will get in touch with these djs groups of djs or individuals who have um, I guess you could say influence over their music, right? Like, or it can, okay. can, can help break their record, right? Or have some sort of role 
in the city, in the community, pushing them out. Right. That's so, cool. so you get handpicked and you get brought together most of the time at the show. Periodically, there's there's one guy I really like working with. He always has. We always have dinner with the artists at nice places. Um, you know, you meet him at the show. You meet him afterwards. You you know they'll come into the studio at the radio station. There could be a lot of scenarios, but this time nobody could move. So we did a lot of Zoom calls with Tiesto, David Guetta. Those were kind of those were kind of crowded, like 60, 70 people in the room. But we did Dead Mouse with like fifteen wow. people in the room. I thought that was really oh, cool. That's awesome. All I have of it is a screenshot. You know, a <laughs> screenshot of my Zoom. But by the way, which is kind of weird. Like it's a weird flex. Should I take the screenshot and like frame it because it <laughs> happened? It's. I mean, it's the next thing to meeting the artist right yeah like hey i'm having zoom with him anybody could dock it and make it fake but yeah i mean it happened but yeah dylan francis is another one that was that was a so uh mad decent has always been a great label to me they've they always send me a lot of swag i'm talking about a lot of swag That's awesome. shout out to mike lieberman Eight, 88 rising gear like i got all, a lot of 88 rising gear and they got amazing gear so very yeah. cool yeah and so um but yeah just that that connection right there because you were there that's right yeah, yeah. I sat in the corner of the room. Yeah, but isn't it interesting to like hear those? That's I I, I definitely try to like bring people that you know were. It was awesome. It was really cool. Right? Yeah, it's it's like off the. It's not something you can find on YouTube. It's no. not. You know, and, and and that's what's cool. You know, there was even one with Diplo that we did, and they said, "Hey, no photos of of you doing this that were on Zoom," but that's and I guess I could found this in one of his interviews. I'm sure, but. It was interesting because there was DJs, probably 20 of us. It was stu- wow. super elite, right? And um, when he started talking, I realized what a great DJ Diplo is. And I mean, DJ is like, like he can read rooms, he can read culture, he can understand rhythms and drum drums from certain continents, like where they come from, where they, nice. where they originate from. Like he knew all of this like that. And, and it's it just like how you think of... Um, bass music or house music you think you're good at it this man knows regional music from that's crazy you know um third world nations you know he he understands all these cultures very very well he knows who's who in that in that country what's what's kind of like he just he gets it but wow. he's like on a global level so that, that explains his music in general but that's probably like one of the coolest people i've ever you know i've met him before but learning that because of, you know, uh, doing it through Zoom. I mean, those were some of the really cool conversations I picked up having. And man, but you could tell them artists were bored. They're just like <laughs> sitting there petting their cat or oh, man. not really understanding. I mean, it's just weird because everybody had to stop. So but it gave us time to really link up digitally with probably more artists that I would have never met in person, like Dead Mouse or I've never met Dylan Francis one-on-one. I was supposed to, but I was a little late to the festival. So, <laughs> man. Those so, festivals. you've been doing this for, you said, almost 15 years. Yeah. How have you seen the Houston scene evolve? It's crazy you ask that because I think about it every Saturday when I drive through the city, when I see a new building going up. Um, there's new places coming up. It just all makes me the realize there's still a lot of people coming, right? Yeah. And, 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 to, to just see what what it used to be just what wasn't very long ago and what it is now, it blows my mind. You know, I, at one time I thought about leaving Houston and going Where somewhere. Where would you go? Chicago was, my, was, was in my oh, plans. But then 
back to that girl that I told you I left. It's funny because there was a lot of stuff happening in my music career right there, right? Okay. She said, look, she said, um, you see all these transplants coming in. If you don't get your ass to work, like they're going to be doing what you've always wanted to do in your city. Everyone's coming here. So you better like get it. Damn. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? I'm not moving. I'm staying here. Everyone's coming here. You know, the, yeah. the DJs in Chicago, like, hey, how much is rent over there? So I said, no, I'm, I'm, it's going to be here. And it, it has happened. Like it, it's really has transformed the city just to watch it grow though. I like, I grew with it. Right. I feel like I've done so much while that was all happening. It's really impressive because every time, like I said, I drive to the city, you see the different concepts, the cultures, the nightlife, the restaurants, you see people on scooters downtown. I mean, there's just, yeah. it's so different, right? Yeah. And it's a really cool place to be. I, I wouldn't trade living anywhere for a little while. I love that. Yeah. yeah. I, a lot of people I know just move to New York, to LA. To Dallas. Well, <laughs> I didn't, I guess I did do it that creatively, but not really. There wasn't much of a music scene over there either. Dallas is <laughs> Dallas. I would look up Dallas producers, Dallas um, songwriters. Uh, one of the one of these uh, record label reps, he said, "Austin is weird. It's just it's just weird." And he's from California, you know. He's music guy. He said, "But Houston has a lot of soul." He's like, "I like Houston. It's got a lot of soul in it." And it's true. When I looked, I mean, some things in Austin just don't make sense. I saw like a guy <laughs> riding on top of a van with a mattress and playing weird music at like 10 o'clock. I mean, it, I mean, I mean, it's, it's weird to me, not weird to him, but <laughs> the, the point is, it's just, I'm like, and I feel okay. like everyone in Austin is from other places. Yeah. Trying to escape like wherever. Yeah, yeah. From all over the place. And then they can all kind of just gather and be accepted, which is great. Yeah. But Houston people, I feel like have been here for a while. Yeah. Like we, I don't think I, I loved coming back to Houston and I was like, oh shit, I didn't know this familiarity was so welcoming and warm and it just felt Yeah, only nice. when you travel and you realize the way people are in other regions of the country, you realize we are very warm and receptive and um, I get kind a lot because I'm just, you know, I show appreciation as much as I can with people that I work with. I try to tell them, hey, thank you for that or, you know, um, you know, just, just, you know, recognize them for yeah. little things and apparently uh, uh you know it's not a big deal like they're very cut and dry it's very bland it's very monotone at times but we're really you know trying to f warm people up you know and i don't know some people think that's weird <laughs> yeah it's normal here also my sister moved to florida and she was like i had no idea texans had were the only state that has like massive texas pride like, yeah it's not really a I guess it can be a thing in other places, but not like not in Florida. this. <laughs> oh my <laughs> <In Florida. laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just thinking of alligators and crazy stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, Zombies. <laughs> all sorts of stuff. Texas is a really cool place to be. And it's crazy. Another thing John Johnny would tell you, I told him, man, um, we shot, we should wear cowboy hats and DJ. He's like, <laughs> he's like, no dude. Like, why? I don't, I don't know. I mean, back then he definitely wasn't dressing like a cowboy. I said, like, we should dress like cowboys, like cowboy hats, <laughs> but like, you know, like, you know, uh, some skinnies and stuff, but just those cowboy hats. Like, dude, no, that's, and now it's a thing. It's the biggest thing. Now like, everyone wants to be like, I've been wearing Western wear when I DJ for loud pieces for a few years now. Now it's like, everybody's 
Well, not everybody. I'm gonna take that back. You either wearing cloth because you came from t- you're you just came back from Tulum, or you're wearing <laughs> Western wear. Nah, but I have seen that a lot. The flat hats or the cowboy hats. I swear, like, oh my gosh. Damn it, my other light died. What the I'm heck? <laughs> no worries. It's it's interesting to see these trends, and you know what you know what sucks about seeing it is that knowing the whole time you were right and should have went harder about it. You know? <laughs> yeah. Like I tell John, For like sure. I tell John, cause I keep seeing people rocking these huge ass shows with cowboy hats. I'm yeah. like, damn bro. Like I was onto it three years ago. Every once in a while. I mean, when it comes to music, I'm wrong. I mean, that was a more of a fashion thing too, but, and I'm not a fashion person, but with, I feel like with cultural trends though, I've heard you say several things where you were pretty accurate. Thank you. It's like the purple disco machine. Thing. everybody knows i love that guy he's such crazy. a great dude he's just a good vibe you know I, when i went to his show it changed it changed my life because i've seen 50 year olds dancing with 20 year olds and i don't <laughs> and just like everybody happy right and i was it's hard it, when i see djs i think of certain age groups certain you know backgrounds at times like like just but this one was a wide range of people nice. and they were all happy and i was like this is cool like didn't you walk like 10 miles in the rain or something? <laughs> in New York? Yeah. 33 miles. In New what? York. Yeah. You're lying. No. 33 with, miles? With this blue poncho that we got at the 9-11 museum. What the heck? Yeah. yeah so I almost canceled the flight. Um, I, I like to go watch Purple Disco Machine either at the Mirage or what's another good place that we, I like Red Rocks. Oh, very clean cut but but for some for some for some trenches stuff i definitely wanted to go to the brooklyn mirage and watch him i had seen him before and that was great the year before and so this time he's playing six hours oh my or god like and um <laughs> but walking through new york all weekend it was raining it was just drizzling there was a tropical storm nearby it, i literally walked through 33 miles i danced in the rain i was just it cold it was a little chilly yeah it was it was definitely a test of of um your 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 dedication to that artist but wow. no regrets so think about it it sounds kind of weird but you should definitely enjoy a rainy weekend in new york one day have coffee walk around maybe in the summer i don't do good with cold yeah do the fall don't do don't do the winter it'd be snow right but yeah it's, it was nice it was i mean i got used to being wet right like just being i had the poncho okay on. it's fine okay new york is a vibe not bad new york is a vibe have you been no, my friend, the the company I just started working with, the Z Kit. Yeah, my friend lives there, so he's been like, "You need to come visit." My other friend is visiting him right now. Nice. So they've been trying to get me to come out there. You need to invest in, unless your friend's got a car, invest in does, some yeah. really good Hoka running shoes because <laughs> I would have never. You had told me I was going to walk thirty three miles this weekend, and you're going no matter what, and you're going to do it. I told you you're crazy. Oh. But the thing is, it's just so different. It's just, it's never ending things and people. And I I can get distracted and get pulled away. Like I got pulled into like five different shops in Williamsburg, just glancing. Like (laughs) it's just, it's, it's very cool. It's, it's definitely. You should try to play a show there. That'd be fun. I don't want to say nothing yet. Oh. Well, I met, I met, I, I, so it's kind of weird when I, I was just trying to check things out and I, I, I wanted up to this bar called uh, elsewhere nowhere i believe it's really very like uh, it had like a minimum just to walk in like just to have drinks at the bar but it's at like the 44th floor i believe i'm probably wrong or something by a few floors but it was raining it was very misty and drizzly i went there and um i saw this photographer 
taking pictures but he was like really hitting the angles and i was like yeah that guy's like he's got the shots like i could just i was i was crunk because i could tell he was like getting in like getting at the angle right for the dj and i'm like if i was djing that's exactly how i want my guy taking photos of me like yeah. not just just like right here like he was really really that's awesome and i, was, I so I, was, I just had to like just talk to him and it's like hey man i see you're working really well like as a DJ, I appreciate what you're doing. I'm just watching, man. I'm visiting, and I just got his info, and we kept in touch. And then he he actually did a shoot for me the last time I went nice. about a month ago. But then, um, you know, it, it turns out he he has he books DJs. So oh wow, funny how you just you're just not looking for anything in return, and you yeah. get more than what you were probably intending at the end. But it just you know. So um, Grant, Mr. Visual is his name. He's probably been just as warm as receptive as I would would want someone to be to me but other people in New York it's like they just kind of dismiss you you you're because yeah, they I'm sure they've they've met or they've been or they've seen someone who's so much some people. yeah they're just like okay but I didn't I didn't really like that I, I like I would still would treat people warmer receptively yeah regardless right and so Grant was one of those was one of those guys he's, he's an artist himself he's a photographer takes his lives in manhattan so i know he's doing a lot of work right you can't live there unless you're actually yeah putting out some work so but For sure but yeah no so i i love it there it's just you gotta go there's so much like there's not enough time yeah i still haven't done things i need to do there yeah i know i can't wait to be able to put more time into music right now it's just my evenings and weekends since i have a full-time job but i can't wait to be able to i understand put more time into it i understand and it make it that that right there kind of helps you push harder to to get out. I promise, I already know. Yeah. Hey, but you know what? You have to go through those grinding days to, you know, really enjoy those days when they will come to you. The ones that you've been, you know, trying to get to. When it finally arrives, you'll you'll just look back and be so thankful that it, it finally worked out for you after everyone around you told you. Hey, maybe it's time to, you know, you're, you're the only <laughs> one that believes yourself, believes in what you're doing, that you're going to propel yourself. That's tough, but yeah. it's a good feeling. Yeah. It's special. Were you able to quit a full-time job? Yes. And now <laughs> I, I, I like laugh about it. I used to work in oil and gas. I never posted about it. I never told anybody about it. I, I tried my best to avoid that type of um culture a lot of it because it was very very rough and rugged and yeah I bet. um didn't johnny do that too yeah and there's different there's different avenues in the petrochemical oil and gas uh you know league there but um he'll say the same thing it's i, I mean there's a lot of amazing people there but it's it's where creativity definitely goes to die right and so my soul was just drowning in misery every day climbing a hundred 200 foot tower at oh 103 degrees with a respirator on you know there's certain there's certain moments in my life i realize i'm gonna work so hard i don't have to come do this anymore yeah you know and, and yeah it's it's just um it's funny because i just did a really big holiday party for a billion dollar oil and gas company nice and what's crazy about it is that they that party was for a facility that is in my city that I grew up, which is, um, Loveport. And, okay. and the, the thing is, is I would always see them. They were always like the, I guess you could say the finest 
or of, of when it came to the petrochemical industry, they were very clean cut. They're very knowledgeable, very well paid. Um, for me to be able to do what I do that got me out of that and then build them. I love it. Like, yeah. it's just, it's just a like, circle. yeah. Like, I mean, who would have thought, right? So like, I'm, I'm very proud. I told my mom, like, Hey mom, you know how I always get billed when we go to the doctor I said, or the hospital when we got sick that one time I said, well, I got them back for you. I, cause I did an event for a hospital here <laughs> and, and I said, look at me billing the oil and gas in the hospitals. What like we're flipping the script. So I, I just, I just, that's sick. Yeah. It's just a little fun with it, but, um, you know, just to be able to do, to just tie in with those types of industries, but with music, super cool. It's very different, you know, yeah. it's a special, special thing because if you're going to, um, you know, sell something to them or you're doing business with them. It's just a very business transactional type thing. But what I get to do is I get to do that, but I get to come in there and have fun with people, you know, yeah. be the light, be a little bit of like a light for the, you know, bring the festivities up a little bit, Yeah. you know, and, and that's super important to the whole, to the whole thing. So just literally being able to bring people together through music. Yeah. That's awesome. But not for free. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would love to, I mean, I've, I don't get me wrong. I've, um, I've been, thrown under the bus i've been just cut off from venues for you know because an owner sold and now they want to change the direction there's so many wide variables that traditional business people they just like it's either you got the deal or you didn't but now yeah. it's like i don't know it's very risky to, to be a dj period yeah you have to be very very um to work with good people and you have to be good in order to constantly you know excel and come back and keep going yes what's um right now we're experiencing some weird songs that have been trending what is the, what's a song that you find yourself playing mm. a lot it's a good question so <laughs> weird um man you got me i'm because <laughs> I'll tell you what's weird to me, but not in a bad way. It's just different. Okay? okay. So I'm playing a lot of Lebanese music, Nigerian nice. music. I don't know what these songs are saying. <laughs> I hope they're not talking about robbing and killing. I don't know what they're saying, right? It could be literally any <laughs> subject think, but they're celebrating to it. I don't know the the thing is what's a curveball for me. It's just weird is not knowing how to type these songs in. Oh, wow. I don't I have to put them in a folder and I'm going off of reaction and how I see people react and at what time was it and how many people were in the room to wow. gauge how I'm going to play that forward. Right. Because I don't have any other indicator what that song is about. That's so interesting. Yeah. It's just like I'm reading all the social cues and gathering the data and storing it in my brain. OK, this That's song next level. It's 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 very observant. It's a blessing and a curse that I see this much sometimes. But so so what's interesting is I really love when people would request Afrobeats because um, it's nothing's worse than to a DJ when you request a song and you nag him or you be very persistent to where you're you're interrupting his flow, his thinking process, trying to concentrate on for the crowd. And then, it and, then flops. And, and then you play no not even that you, you'll play it and they just stand there like man dude like what? What, like like when when i played afrobeats people got up and they started dancing and wow. they're singing they 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 stood up and they let me know like hey that song is it that's, that's the awesome. one but it, it's it's just 
yeah so i really admire that too about not knowing those music it's like i I learned something else is like how to really watch reactions yeah and not know what and i don't do not know how to pronounce some of these songs i actually <laughs> i can't but i can remember okay this really brought this out this really brought this out at this time like that's the weird thing for me is figuring it out because there's a lot of awkward moments where things don't don't yeah sound good or so they don't have you playing like ski or anything no, like that at, no at thankfully <laughs> no 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 absolutely not this is um this is definitely a place where you're going to want to wear your best attire yeah you're going to want to have your hair did the day before and <laughs> you know you're going to want to be around your your very important people to you that mean the nice. most to you i've seen tables up to 40 people and that lets me know that person is celebrating something very special you know how hard it is to get to get two people in the same room at the same time yeah you know so to get 40 people to show up it, these are special moments and and so the music has to reflect that right it has to really be the best of different regions you know and it is it's i mean i'm talking from europe to you know new zealand to afghanistan like i, I like i said i just i'm piecing it together i listen to my crowd i watch reactions i ask questions you know i, I really go ask Awesome. You know, like my belly dancers, I asked them what what song, what five songs are you listening to right now? You know, send, send me what you what you put on in your car to wow. get crunk. Like, okay. and, and I like I said, it's just it's weird to me. It's different. Yeah. But at the same time, it's it's beautiful. Yeah. It's just very different. That's like you graduated DJing and now you're <laughs> like exploring. I other yeah, I mean, of it. it's 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 really interesting. It's fun, too. Uh, I always tell myself that if I were to have a degree in college, I would be a doctor, right? Really? Yeah. I mean, how many years I put in? Oh, that's just yeah. professionally. Okay. I still DJ in my bedroom, and I sounded like shit for three <laughs> years. I love you, mom, because oh man, that was terrible. But wow. yeah, yeah, I, I didn't. I DJ longer than that, but fifteen years, like, yeah, definitely with as much time as I've put in, I've done brain surgery on people. Yeah. Ask John actually about the time at Spire where. <laughs> uh, I, I couldn't get the CDJs to work and it was just a technical firmware issue and it was a little messy um, and John was like freaking out I said I got this I'll just DJ on internal mode they'll never know and every DJ has had to do that but it's basically just like playing on your computer and oh, using wow. the mixture of fade not using this oh. which is terrible because it's how you use you know you you get to scratch and you tap and it's a little more hands on but doing it on the computer is very like slow and imprecise but um yeah i can i mean i can i can rock with a lot of weird situations you know but yeah it, it had to go bad at some point for me to understand how to do that right yeah for sure i'm sure i'm sure you've gone through a lot of experiences with djing what is the what is the worst thing that you think a dj does at a club or a bar like you're, he's playing what's the worst thing that you notice or that you hate that a dj does um when they play that shack west song <laughs> Mo Bamba. Is that what it's called? Or the one that's like Young Shark West singing. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's a good song. I like that one. What's wrong with that? I'm so tired of hearing that. You're hanging around college kids everywhere. <laughs> it gets old, so old. But you know what though? Old. Every genre or every age group has those songs that gets that's old. That's true. Like you know, Mr. Brightside. Like four. Yes. What are we on? <laughs> 21st street at one o'clock a.m so cliche you know something that really the song i always hated was and i like I, I respect the song i know it's good but i hate how it's a go-to still I, I, 
it's weird because like I just don't like it. It's That's just what too common. Is to me. Yeah, yeah. It's be faithful from Feminist Scoop. Like what is that? Um, you know it. You know it. You you're gonna go look this up. I'm not gonna sing it. I don't want to be the people to sing. Why? No, no, yeah, definitely. You know it, but I'm not gonna sing it. Why not? No. <laughs> Do you ever talk into the microphone? Um. It depends on the room. At yeah. seven, we're just we're just celebrating birthdays, yeah. recognizing people. It's more of a dinner setting, right? Yeah, not, okay. nothing crazy. Now with here's the interesting part with like urban clubs or Latin urban clubs, it's all my game. It's oh, all my okay. game. It's yeah. it's and and you got to say it right, or they're not gonna <laughs> they're not gonna respond to you. Um, That's you could funny. say some really obnoxious stuff, but you got to say it with with um, you got to really say it right. Like commit to it. Like I'm about this. Yeah. And then play rock the part. You. That's what I learned. Like when I was young, um, I had to, the first time I ever talked on a mic in anything in front of anybody was in a stadium in Lufkin, Texas, for Trey the Truth. My job was to introduce him because the nice. host went missing. These these <laughs> freaking weird rap shows I used to be involved with when I started. And I'm like, I'm about to introduce this guy. I've been listening to this guy. He's a big deal in Houston. Yeah, and and this was like Houston's era where all you had Trey Zero, Slip Dog, uh, to to sit there and introduce him. I just said something, and I just remember the crowd responding like, "Are you guys ready to see Trey, the truth?" And you know, some people responded. They were obviously excited. That's all I needed to understand that you have to say it at the right time and all that. Okay, I, you know. That's the thing with people. Sometimes I guess they have a bad first experience. They say something and they think everyone's like laughing. Nobody even cares. Yeah. Right. But, um, that right there, oh man, it's it's, man, I just I'm you're like bringing back so many memories. I'm like it's like flying in from everywhere. Like you made me realize like I've been doing this for a long time. Yeah. I need to probably take a break. <laughs> Does it ever feel like a job? Yes. Yeah. It is at times. Let's let's. I'm not gonna lie. Um, sometimes I'm up late. Like last night I was trying to convert Serato files into uh, my playlist into record box because for the next show, especially new year's I'm playing, you know, record box. Um, but also at seven, I'm migrating more to towards record box since the, since my playlist, my, my boundaries are very consistent and, um, predictable now I can just go ahead and move over. Um, okay. that, that's why you see that's why you see cdjs with laptops because they can go grab anything at any time and be like and pull it out yeah but when you stick to the, the flash sticks you got to commit to what's on there yeah and you got to be certain that what you're showing up is kind of meeting what you got on that stick or else you're in trouble yeah, yeah so that's risky so I, I stayed up all night last night this morning and it just it's yeah there's a lot of it's a lot of work and i just didn't stop because i didn't want to leave it incomplete and it was a weird install process. The point is, is that uh, I'm up at weird hours trying to when so, when something like that comes up, I have to, you know, be running with it or whatever yeah. time it is. So I'm is a, your sleep schedule messed up? Always. I think some people get into this rhythm where your body wakes up at the same time every day. I yeah. Don't. I try. It kind of happens, but things things uh my schedule will, will throw that off. Yeah. You know, because I don't always get home at the same time. Sometimes I grab something to eat on the way home. I shouldn't. But the point is, is I've never <laughs> had like two weeks where like I consistently woke up and got into a yeah. rhythm. Of, and I don't know. I think that's, I can't think of the word of it, what it's called, but I've never been able to get into that because, you know, then sometimes your business requires you to get up in the morning. 
sometimes it's at night or three it ends at two at night and you don't get home till three yeah so the hours are always shifting and it's tough yeah i just dated a guy um that was a dj and it was really tough finding time because it was like mm-hmm. oh i have two hours before my set on friday night right and that's right. date night you know yeah saturday night is date saturday night. night like when i'm off it would be like okay i have like an hour before my set starts yeah i so that's that's actually the the, the downside of being a dj yeah is that your weekends like i don't know what friday saturday you're gonna look and not having much to do I don't know what that feels like. That's like when I have the most responsibility of my entire week, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's tough. I miss, I, you know, I'm sure he did too. He missed a lot of date opportunities. Yeah, I would be Just like, hey, stuff. I'm free this weekend. And he would be like, well, I have an event in the morning and then I have another. Yeah. One time he had like a charity event at 10 a.m. Then he had a block party at 4 p.m. And uh, then tough. a club at 7 p.m. That's tough. So it was just. That's a grind right I there. I was like, holy shit. That's a real grind right there. Uh, man you're making me think about yeah i know those days how does your girl handle it well because she likes going out right but okay, the, so she goes... we take some nights off to to go to go to certain shows but yeah it, it is tough at times because she wants to go out and have a little bit of fun or go drinking a little bit but we end up drinking you know, she drinks up where i'm at you know yeah. which is is fine but it's not that environment she's always wanting right so sometimes yeah. i'll go meet her at a show or whatever we'll catch up halfway in or whatever but no, it it's either do you want to you want to you want to have um, you want to have work or do you want to do it as a hobby? It's it's it can't be it, you either yeah. have to be consistent or not. But when there's opportunities, we definitely make the most of it. Every random Tuesday or Wednesday, I think we saw you Tuesday night at, at uh, sunset that night, right? We're, yeah. By chance, we weren't planning on going, but we went to go say hi and. I, f- I forgot who we were with that day, um, but yeah. Was that the night of um, Cascade? No. Well, it was a, it was a Tuesday. Were you supposed to get a phone call? No. <laughs> yeah, you were. I'm like, I that was actually what happened last time when we were supposed to have this uh, interview is I had a meeting extended, right? So oh, yeah. It, and the thing is, is when you're that involved with, 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 and doing business with someone you you can't you just have yeah. to, you're forced in whatever clothes you're wearing to just sit down and, and let's, <laughs> let's have this meeting so I'm, I'm glad that you um you understood and i'm really sorry and i'm glad yeah, you had sure. me here to talk about it because yeah there's there's so many like weird things that i think a lot of artists don't uh, don't uh wish people knew i think would be the word to say like the things that we go through just to just to express ourselves and make a little yeah. change you know it's tough it's really tough yeah and it's a lot of saying no and it's a lot of arranging and sacrificing yeah. like like my weekends are gone my family my family always asks me uh, you're working tonight I'm like yeah i always try to stop by at the family functions before i step out even if it's just 10 minutes i would definitely always try to stop by and say hi to my tias and my mom because they're out there barbecuing and those Aww. are the things that i don't uh, periodically every once in a couple of years i get to enjoy but they they enjoy a lot more and um but that that's just that sacrifice that comes with it like if i want to take care of myself this is how i'm doing it that's just that sacrifice yeah but i let my family know even on holidays right like you're playing new year's yeah in austin yeah so it's like that's where you guys are gonna celebrate right yeah And, and that that that's um it's a special responsibility right to 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 ring in a big event right yeah it's a lot of lot of um pressure that it goes well too but 
yeah a lot of times i spent my new years with strangers every year every single year uh every once in a while i'll take a, a week uh, a year off or when you're i'm just not feeling it or you know i decided it's definitely a family you know new years for sure yeah no questions asked um but yeah it you're you're right i spent all my new years behind a booth yeah which i'm trying to fall back from but this uh this event was a little too special to pass up i i'm so excited to play it actually because as i start learning about the artist that i'm opening for veggie he sounds like a lot of my favorite two producers that are out right that's like what you know, are they okay Trinata and um austin mills he sounds a lot like them right oh, shit. and it's right and you see how niche they are but like their influence now like i've been listening to kitchenada for a long time right yeah he's just now opening up for the weekend people are becoming exposed to him as a dj or whatever i've been listening to him forever right it's my first time to see him because he was rarely coming around or i wasn't aware of it but so when i hear this guy's music i'm like man and i could tell this guy this kid he's got his heart in his music he built his own little stage setup and he's taking it on the road with him nice but he did it himself. Wow. So I know that he he loves. Cares. He's got a vision in his head of where he wants to be and he's making it happen, it's right? It's his art. Yeah. And so when I see all that, I'm thinking to myself, this is gonna be a good show. That in five or ten years, I'm gonna be very proud to say, Yeah, we we kind of like the Travis Scott thing. Okay, maybe he's not gonna be a global sensation. Okay, that's high, right? But very well respected. He could be very well like fourteen DJ. <laughs> but I mean, I just feel like that's going to be a really good show. And I'm, I'm, it's crazy. I've only played Austin rooftop pools. Okay. It's weird. And it's been on holidays too. That's a weird thing that I've noticed. July 4th and then New Year's. I'm sure those both rooftop pay the pools. most too. Mm. Well. Holidays. Sometimes. Depends who you work for. Okay. But. Are you in a collective or anything? Or are you I'm not just independent, I'm, I'm right? I'm independent. You have your own. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I, I'm. You just have your name because you've been in the game for so long. You know, I don't, I don't even, um, how do I say it? We were just talking about this. I was talking about this with Legacy and Chris over uh, the other day about how he said that, like, I, I guess I'm not as recognized as I should be for the things that I did. I guess you would expect someone like me to have, like, 10 20 thousand followers but it's funny people but everyone knows who you are i think so i mean like if you step out yeah i i can't go to any bars or clubs inside the loop without somebody knowing yeah you know, yeah yeah which is nice it's nice to 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 be um you know seen and recognized um but i also also how do i say it i, I get what i put in right I, I don't go out very much i'm introverted probably ambiverted honestly which makes it very tough very very tough because i don't want to sit there and kick can with somebody just to because i got nowhere else to be i i really just be at home <laughs> but the um, when i do step out though i mean we we do you know shake hands have drinks have fun you know with the, you know the other djs the bartenders and i have a I have a lot of people that i talk to out there but i'm i don't live out there seven nights a week i can't do it I, can't, yeah. I don't have the energy in my in, in me it's not That's it's tough some people do they're called extroverts perfectly fine but me i'm just i'm very to myself and i do market and sell myself but at the same time i don't it's kind of weird i don't want a lot of eyes on me but i 
kind of have to i'm the dj right yeah it's a weird little like dilemma i still deal with today yeah i think a lot of artists go and music people go through that too it's like but because we have to be introverted in order to understand a specific part of music and its art form and i think that comes with more introvertive quality qualities so yeah music definitely forced me to be more social because i was very shy and, and then timid. yeah but then you have to it, it's the entertainment industry so then you're forced to if i want anyone to hear my music or know who i am i have to show up you have places. to show up and you have to let them know you're there yeah i mean um that's that's another thing especially with younger guys djs they just they don't show up and let them know like hey man i want to i want to learn or i want i want to be here i like this i'm trying to pick it up yeah they just i don't know they just want to dm and hop it hop in the hop in the booth which is the i can't blame technology for that but it's just like like you got to spend some time i go spend time with the djs that i'm that i, that I work with or that yeah. i talk to as much as i can i mean it's i'm sure now you don't have to do as much as when you first started i do in different ways like um for example you know my music my music process is very serious i have music monday i didn't have music monday before music monday we you know we have we light up some green and we do some deep thinking we put ourselves nice. i say we i mean i put myself <laughs> in different different types of rooms from you know fancy rooms to little grimy clubs and i like pick out music that i want to okay. keep right you do that every monday every monday now it's nice. a tradition i have to have it because um you know I, I, how else am i going to listen to music right like and and listen to it fully without being influenced by um you know spotify or apple <laughs> yeah i mean it's it's very heavily pushed your way wow it's crazy it's very crazy that's what a dj tries to do but the computer is doing it essentially that's exactly what a dj does Damn. just trying to feed you stuff that you think you're gonna like or things that you didn't know that you're gonna like but the dj knows you're gonna like yeah it's very very deep wow that's interesting what are you listening to right now? Mm, a lot of. Like if, when you get Afro in your beats. car right now, what would you play? A lot of Afrobeats and a lot of. I'm very fascinated because it's so well polished and it's so easy on the ears. And it's great, great, great music. Even though I don't understand half the words. <laughs> I really appreciate it, right? It's refreshing. Yeah, it's really it refreshing. refreshing. So, um, and it, it's just all good vibes. Definitely a lot of disco still, still China. Yeah, I'm still finding a lot of different sounds and stuff being put together. So it's it's not quite, you know, um, run its course with me. Uh, I know I'm getting obviously into more with tech and stuff. Techno is a little tough because my knees hurt. <laughs> <laughs> 140 p.m. jumping around that, that hurts after a couple of hours. No, yeah, I'm showing my age. But no, it hurt my. I went to a techno show and my feet hurt afterwards. You know? I mean that's that's a good sign. <laughs> when you're young that your feet hurt because it means you were dancing but as you get older that means you were just standing to me <laughs> at some point you know but yeah yeah That's funny but one thing i'm not listening to if you're wondering i, I know it showed up on my apple you know replay but i'm not really dealing with hip-hop at all really and i told yeah and, and i was having a meeting with a venue and they were discussing avenues of music to start touching to so they could start selling bottles and I said, they recommended hip hop. I said, don't do it. 
you like see, at seven or just you personally? I can't tell you the venue because I consult for them and okay. it's like part of that agreement. But okay. at, when I told them, they kind of pushed back a little bit. I said, it's weird because I'm, I'm like ADHD, right? Uh-huh. I get bored with genres yeah. in general. So I'll go hip hop for five years and then I'll go dance music. That's why I can do a little bit of both, right? But I have... I realized in Dallas when I was playing at Federales that I am just done with hip hop. I was tired of hearing it in general. Yeah. There was nothing that made me want to play it. You know what? Every time I would go out in Dallas or anywhere, well, because at the time I had a boyfriend, so he would like pick the places. And every time it would be like rapper hip hop, I would be like, I'm bored. Right. I'm bored. And that's at one, there was a time where it was like, yo, this is it. But that ran its course and when it became literally the same thing over and over again. Yeah. I kind of peeled off back into dance music. Yeah. And I actually talked about that with Destructor. We talked about that, but that was a really important interview for me, just by itself as a DJ, but anybody could pick up on this, but um, you know, when everyone's going left, you go right. Yeah. And so I've been running towards dance music since, oh my gosh, probably 2019. I just said, you know what? (laughs) <laughs> like my palate started pulling me back to house music, more upbeat stuff, more, you know, just more energy, more, yeah. yeah, less aggressiveness, less violence, just more, you know, fun. Yeah. And it's important. So I don't know, but yeah, I'm just, uh, I'm, I'm really fascinated with music. The fact that we have pop records in different languages versus being just American pop. Th- there's so much interesting takes on music right now it's it's hard to wrap my head around but i'm trying to learn as much as i can about it because this is going to be valuable to somebody in about 30 years for sure and you have like the you're in the front lines of the different cultural um shifts in music yeah yeah and and you know it's crazy with clubs too they're having that shift away from clubs more into restaurants i know that sounds weird but restaurants with entertainment is the move there's so many places opening up just in houston i've lost track of like how many concepts that are here's the renderings here they are it's going to be in this hotel or it's it's there's a lot coming online that's very impressive there's a lot of money coming on with it the clubs will still be there there'll be less of them the sports clubs the bottle clubs they'll still be there on sundays but um a lot of stuff is shifting towards different types of restaurants and different types of entertainment to pair with that. And in LA, I mean, I'm looking, I'm getting the sponsored content from like LA and Miami really? showing these venues. And I'm like, huh. this is a really big deal. Houston's actually ahead of the curve. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, because of how many I think are getting put out, I would say. Okay. And well, when I went to LA, I was so underwhelmed yeah. with the nightlife in LA. Yeah. Uh, it's, I mean, it feels nice out there, but it's a little, like the venues were a lot smaller. Even the high end one was like just so underwhelming. And um the music they were playing was like outdated. That's what that's what I worry about as a DJ. Am I outdated? Am I playing something that's already ran its life? When I went to New York, um I went to a, a few spots, but that one place I went to is a really big spot. I just went around seven o'clock. I, I didn't want to be in the middle of midnight in New York at the top of the, but just, <laughs> no. like, I mean, I don't know. It was just, it wasn't for me that day, but 
as I listened to the DJs play it, I realized I was actually the some of the songs I didn't know anybody else was playing. They're playing. Oh wow! And I, it's one thing to go around your market and realize what 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 the scene is playing or what's what's being known in that. But I I want to know what you're playing in New York. I want to see what you're playing in LA. Yeah. Right. So I pay attention to a lot of that stuff. It's all it's all research for me. But one thing I was able to gauge is well, I'm on par with New York because they always house in chicago too they got they got their music and they're on it and they 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 you know i I, it's good to see other people and i'm like realize i'm not far off behind i'm just tired of playing because i play it three times a week yeah you know what i mean (laughs) that's a a really tough thing but you have to be able to like as a dj touch like know that um when you explore other markets what are the right markets to explore so you know if you're like behind or you're ahead yeah but LA was LA's a little lost musically, I think. I don't know. I mean, there's plenty of great artists. Yeah. I just don't see a collective sound that's like West Coast. There's funk, but yeah. the funk's coming from everywhere now. It's not there's I mean, I can't really I can't really when you think of LA, I don't know, I guess techno clubs, house clubs. I mean I don't know of a sound. No, I there wasn't from what I saw there I didn't go to a specific edm club but no one was really talking about any edm yeah i think i think they just do their own things there's so much to do out there as well like they don't necessarily have to go to clubs but there's no clubs in in uh, california that off the bat like scream like i gotta go to this yeah like brooklyn mirage screams i gotta go to this um red rocks i gotta go to this yeah you know those are places you should go to but you know um Music is is seriously such a powerful language that literally brings so many people together. I'm just happy that I can, you know, get paid to do this. Yeah. Bring a real sense of good to people. Like, I mean, you literally bring a room of strangers together and help them celebrate something or, you know, have a good time. Most people's jobs don't really bring that out, right? Like, yeah. just just sense of happiness and you um you know unity between a group of strangers is really hard yeah, to do. Yeah, you're you right. You only do that like at sports games and stuff at concerts. <laughs> Worships and stuff like that, but um yeah, I'm just real thankful that that we can um express our creative selves. I say we, I mean other DJs as well. Like yeah. just just you know put put people on to something that helps them heal privately or publicly in the car when they're singing like like that's a really cool special thing and so artists who um some artists of any kind just keep doing what you're doing yeah for sure don't quit i love it we have a lot more to talk about so <laughs> we'll do it again um real soon yeah. after all this all this content gets put out we'll uh we'll talk more i have so many stories i can tell you weird stories funny stories you know the behind the scenes stories so i'm sure you got some i know i got some crazy ones to tell you about so okay i'm excited and where can people find you online in a y y z dot com okay that's how you spell my it's nays not nazi nays in a y y z dot com nice yeah or just you know just ask you right yeah i'll put all links below yeah and you could always i tell everybody i'm not one of those guys i if you if you write me i'm gonna write you back just don't write anything mean okay we're not gonna have, <laughs> we're not gonna have friendship but i'm i'm very responsive to people i'm always um whatever they need help with I'm. it's always an open you know um 
open mailbox for anybody who wants to just reach out and just learn something, chat, ask a question. I'm always there for them. Love that. Thank you for having me. Thank you, Nays. Next time we're going to bring your dog in. Oh, God. He wouldn't shut up the whole time. We could be friends. We could be, he'd be sitting right here. It's my roommate's <laughs> dog. He he would not stop barking at you if he would if he was out. 